Welcome to Her Fantasy Football. You can hear us on Blog Talk Radio slash Her Fantasy Football and on iTunes. Make sure to subscribe to us, excuse me, on HerFantasyFootball.com so you can get our newsletter. Also, don't forget that we have rankings. We also have a link to our fun FanDuel game, Dice, where we have four ingredients to help you set your lineup. And you can hear us on SiriusXM every Saturday night from 9 to 11 Eastern on SiriusXM Fantasy Sports Radio. You can also chat with us on Twitter at HerFantasyFB and on Facebook slash HerFantasyFootball. I'm your host, Courtney Kirby. I'm here with Ashley Williams and Brandon Marianne Lee, my lovely sisters and co-hosts. It's week eight. Dun, 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 dun. Bye week. It's very much a bye week. Get them out of your lineups. We have the Arizona Cardinals, the Green Bay Packers, Jacksonville Jaguars, Los Angeles Rams, New York Giants, and the Tennessee Titans. So no, you do not have a running back on your team. That's okay. That's okay. We'll help you out. Oh, we'll I'm a little bummed though because I didn't get to talk about Blake Bortles' game. I'll have to wait till next week. Oh, do you want a moment? Get a moment no, to celebrate, no. Blake Blakey. Well, it's funny because we were, I think we were gone for the wedding this weekend and we were talking about um, people that we chose and somebody had asked about a quarterback and I was, and I said, start Blake Bortles out of an option of like four people. And he was the one that did the best. I definitely yeah, I told him to play Blake Bortles. No, I told him to take Blake Bortles. That's so funny. I think we both answered back to him and we both said Bortles. Bortles? Yes, because well, I told right him choice. Bortles too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He was the right choice. Yeah. Thumbs up. Thumbs up, Ashley. Good choice. Mm-hmm. Uh, very rarely when you say Blake Bortles are, are we correct, but <laughs> week seven was the lucky charm. Hopefully we can get you guys some good sleepers this week to fill in for those missing guys and all of our rosters here in week eight. So let's start off our Thursday night game with the Miami Dolphins at the Baltimore Ravens. Talk about a matchup where you're going to get the fewest possible people that you could actually put in your lineup is awful <laughs> um jarvis landry no sleeper can, alerts <laughs> no sleeper alerts it's like start or complete bench um but jarvis landry 11 targets seven catches last week 93 yards and a touchdown um he's good to go again it's completely fine now i do want to mention the nfl has completely closed their investigation into his domestic violence so this is something we talked about that was completely different than what we're dealing with ezekiel elliott so he's good to go for the season no reason for him to freak out um i do want to put out that he actually looked better with more than with cutler out there everybody um, looks better with more so, so there's no reason to freak out i don't know why you would freak out the color's gone the pastel colors in miami looked better with more yeah right know, yeah but more i like Matt more me well, too. We'll get, we'll get to that. He's allegedly not their guy, but um, feel good about Jarvis Landry. Jay Ajayi, um, 23 carries, only 51 yards, uh, still no touchdown, but he has a nice matchup this week. Unfortunately, you cannot bench somebody that is getting 23 carries. You just can't do it. So you're playing him because of the nice week matchup. We're going to hope this will be the week that he scores, but I feel like I've been saying this for seven straight weeks in a row at this point in time, um, but it could be the week. It could be it. Uh, sleepers <laughs> should be it. Should be it, but it should have been it a long time ago. Uh, sleepers, Devontae Parker, he's questionable for this week. Uh, he has been practicing on a limited basis. He apparently has a shot at suiting up Thursday. I don't know how likely it is. Um, 
I think you can play him if he if he does suit up. If he doesn't suit up, Kenny Stills then becomes a sleeper that you can play. He had nine targets last week again. Parker was out. I caught six of them for 85 yards and two touchdowns. He's someone that has scored back-to-back -back weeks here, so he's a good option if Parker doesn't play. If Parker does play, Stills' production drops drastically where he's getting max three targets. So it all rides on whether Parker plays or not. Uh, and then bench is everybody else. I do want to point out that uh, Adam Gase says the color is their guy. You know, he, he is adamant that he is them, despite the fact that Moore uh, played better, everyone looked better, and he provided a nice little spark to the team, and they actually won. Um, but allegedly Moore is still the guy. I'm sorry, Cutler is still the guy. So we'll have to see how Moore does. I'm hopeful that maybe that could change. But on to the Ravens. Start, no one. There is no one that you could start. Sleepers, we've got a lot of injuries here. Jeremy Macklin, he's questionable with his shoulder. He seems to have a decent chance at playing, but you should not be playing him. Ben Watson, his knee is also questionable. Uh, there's a chance he will play. You can only play him if you are in PPR formats. Again, you should hopefully have better options. Brashard Perriman, he's got a concussion. He will more than likely um, play, but he's going to have limited action. You should bench him. Chris Moore is interesting. He got two of eight targets for 36 yards and a touchdown. I'm not one who likes to jump on bandwagon players, but he might be the only receiver you could even consider on this team because the rest have proven to be just terrible. I should say Mike Wallace is not likely to play. Concussion is out. So um, he's the only option, but you should hopefully have better teams because Joe Flacco is so terrible. I really wouldn't want to start any receiver on this team because Flacco is just awful. Now, in terms of people that can maybe actually consider sleepers, Alex Collins not great, rushed 10 times, only 30 yards, which is just awful. He is the lead back on this team in theory, but Buck Allen is the only player that you can potentially consider. And again, only in PPR formats. He rushed six times for 20 yards, awful, also awful, but he had 11 targets, caught eight of them for 29. So in PPR, you're at least going to get the points there. Otherwise, there is literally not a single person you can play on this team. Ugh, Ashley, better news, hopefully, for the Minnesota Vikings at the Cleveland Browns. Well, Stefan Diggs might play, so that's good news. Hopefully. Hopefully. He was limited to practice Wednesday. Um, again, that is better than what we had seen the past two weeks where he didn't practice at all. So that is good. He is traveling with the team to London. Uh, they apparently say there's a good chance that he's going to play. My issue is they've got a bye week next week. So why would you rush him back? You should. If this was me, I would wait till after the bye week and then play him. So if they do play him, that would tell me that he should be 100% because otherwise it literally makes no sense for them as a team to play him and rush him before the bye week. Uh, if he suits up, you have to play him because of just the production we have seen all year. Um, but Adam Thielen is someone that you should be playing regardless. Obviously his value goes up if Diggs is not playing, but he had 12 targets last week, caught five of them for 41 yards. Uh, again, we use the word targets loosely because some of them or just not really in, in his area, but <laughs> he's somebody that you absolutely need to play. Sleepers, Kyle Rudolph caught five of seven for 43 yards. So again, we're seeing that chemistry there. He is this was the second most targeted person on the team behind Thielen, uh, and he is in that chemistry with Keenum. And he now has had five or more catches in three straight games. So we have seen a little bit of consistency here. So in a terrible position that provides something of a bit of a spark, you can play Kyle Rudolph. Um, in terms of the running back situation, more confusion with McKinnon and Latavius Murray. Murray had a great game. He rushed 18 times for 113 yards and a touchdown, which wow. he hadn't done well prior to that. So that added a little confusion here. 
Um, he wasn't using the passing game, but that's that's you know that's McKinnon's territory. McKinnon rushed 14 times for 47 yards and had 10 yards. This is not an easy matchup, and Baltimore was. So I, I kind of want us to not look at last week's game and freak out about McKinnon because my money's on McKinnon thus far because pass-catching backs have done better against the Browns than the power back. So I think if you got to go with one, go with McKinnon uh, and try to not think about what Murray did last week because it's going to really confuse you. And then quick note, Case Keenum will be the quarterback this week. Teddy Bridgewater, he's not going to play. There's a chance he could play, um, but they'll probably wait till after the bye week. So you'll probably see him week 10 at the soonest. But again, we'll have to wait and see what they decide to do. It all rides on Keenum. Brandon, what about the Browns? All right. Deshaun Kaiser is the starter again. Again. Because <laughs> I love Cleveland. The Browns mm. are going to brown. They're always going to brown, people. It's consistent. Gotta love that. Gotta love that. You you can depend on it. Uh, Because you know what? They want to see how many times they can bench Deshaun Kaiser before (laughs) the nail is officially in the coffin. I feel for this guy. Stick with him or don't. Yeah. Stick Uh, with him or don't. Yeah. He can't coach himself. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Wow. I don't know if this is Hugh Jackson's way of like saying, hey, do I get fired on the way back from London? Like, do I get to stay there for a little bit? Maybe go to France? Maybe he has some uh, hotel reservations in Italy. He's like, maybe I you think he planned it. You think he planned a whole year a month trip because he's going to get canned there. I'm just saying, I know a couple years ago, every single um, team that lost basically fired their head coach on the way back. And I'm just saying this might start that trend again. Like let him stay. I mean, he's in Europe. Seems like a nice thing to do. I think uh, so. No, listen, I this quarterback situation is so mishandled. I don't even know what to say at this point to anyone. Uh, it kind of makes everyone else unstartable. Uh, uh, listen, uh, Minnesota gives up the fifth fewest fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks. You wouldn't start them anyway. Um, yeah, I mean, he has interception in every single game that he's played this season, 11 on the year without playing in week six. It's pretty bad. Uh, and also, the Deshaun Kaiser going out late controversy is so lame did you know it was friday night that he went out late it wasn't the night before the game i mean the way that the drama has unfolded you would think that it was that he was out late before the game no no it was friday night into like midnight to one o'clock in the morning on saturday and then he did go to practice in the mid-afternoon it's their latest practice start time is on saturday and then he was fine and the only reason anyone knows about it is because people were snapchatting a story but basically he was just talking to friends it it really is a non-story you guys people go out on friday nights every once in a while and they're still not throwing 11 interceptions in uh you know a few games so it's not good sleepers i guess duke johnson desperate play only minnesota gives up the absolute fewest fantasy points to opposing running backs the fifth fewest receiving yards to opposing running backs and only one receiving touchdown so far this year to opposing running backs just wanted to drive that home that home. Uh, game scripts are never going to favor an Isaiah Crowell breakout. David Njoku could always score a touchdown. Vikings give up the 17th most points to tight ends. But again, how can you depend on that? And the problem with these London games is they're often very one-sided. Often they're shutouts, actually. Like one team blows out the other team. So um, Kenny Britt might return. 
uh, from his knee and groin injuries. But how could you start any wide receiver on this team, but certainly not Kenny Britt, Minnesota giving up the 14th fewest fantasy points to opposing wide receivers and impossible blowouts who do not start kickers or defenses? So you're saying Minnesota Vikings are going to blow them out? I think that's the most likely outcome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're definitely not saying the Browns, so. No, and by the way, we have Jeff on our YouTube channel who made a comment. He says, I missed the old Mile High poster, but the Halloween shelf is good work too, Courtney. Thank Those you. you're not watching, it is adorable up there. Thank you. I'm in my family room today. Uh, my children are sleeping in my room, so hopefully they don't come out here and interrupt us during our fantasy football time because they want airtime too. Um, but thank you. Yes. Tis the season. Thank you. Um, <laughs> all right, let's move on to the Atlanta Falcons, the New York Jets. All right. So I think this is <laughs> going to be a bounce back game for Freeman. I'm calling it. He hasn't got over double digit fantasy points in standard scoring, uh, since before their week five bye. but this is the week the Jets give up the eighth most fantasy points to opposing running backs. I can feel it. You have to start Julio Jones and he did finally score that touchdown against the new England Patriots. <laughs> Oh my gosh, right? Was that just so crazy? Um, hope he builds on that. New York gives up the eighth most points to wide receivers. And wow, we just haven't seen a big game from Matt Ryan. No. Um, Sad. He only has one game with more than one touchdown. More than one passing touchdown. How crazy is that? He's a low-end QB1 this week. The Jets give up the 12th most fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks, but it just it doesn't matter about the matchup. It just isn't going to that next level. And there's been a lot of talk about their offensive coordinator, uh, Steve Sarkeesian, and if he stinks or not, frankly. Uh, I don't know if he does or not. I just My husband can't handle it. The, he was just yelling at the TV the whole time. He's like, you deserve to be fired. You deserve to be fired. And I was like doing something. He's like, you're not paying attention to me. Do you get it? Like, They're running a yeah, lot of the same. He's a Julio uh, Jones owner. <laughs> I know, I know. But, you know, I, I if you look at the actual percentage of pass plays versus run plays and where they're going on the field and what have you, it's actually pretty much, it's, it's very similar. It just isn't working anymore. And they're just not pivoting. They're actually sticking too much to what was happening last year. It's, it's weird, I think. But anyway, sleepers, I'm going to go with Tevin Coleman. Although he is, um, he's was limited in practice on Wednesday due to a knee injury. That could explain why he played in so few snaps last week. Normally, we've been telling you he's a pretty sturdy flex play. I think he goes back to that, but do keep your eye on the injury report. And Sanu came back from his hamstring injury. And again, if you play in a PPR league, man. Good. What? Ten times he was targeted. Uh, uh, in the New England Patriots game, caught six of them for 65 yards. Again, you need that PPR boom, but that's PPR flex time pretty much every week for Sanu. It's been very consistent. On the bench, I don't understand the Taylor Gabriel obsession. Again, I said this last week, and of course, he only went for 24 yards. You guys, This is a constant thing, and every week I hear fantasy analysts pump this guy up. I mean, only one touchdown on the season. I, I don't I don't get it. The upside's not there for me. And Austin Hooper just doesn't get enough looks to suggest him. Um, in four of his six games played, he's had two or fewer targets. Only one catch off of one target for, la for last week for six yards. But the Jets give up the seventh most points to opposing tight ends. So it could happen, but I have to put him on the bench because I feel irresponsible not doing it. I mean, one yeah, target. You, you can't. No. The volume's not there. Uh, and Matt Bryant, he has been fantastic up until the last three weeks. He's been dealing uh, with a back injury. I think it's greatly affecting him. He missed two kicks last week. He looked terrible. I think you need to find another kicker, you guys. It's heartbreaking. Um, the last 
three uh, games, five points, seven points, one point. And I don't know. I'd look elsewhere. And, you know, if you lose them, you lose them. But you can't have that going right now. Don't leave points on the table. And uh, I'm not getting into the Falcons' defense this week. I know that the Jets give up a lot of points to opposing defenses. Um, but listen, they only scored five points when they played against Mike Glennon in week one and only three points against Cutler in week six. So even if they have good matchups, they're not making much of it. I love, Brandon, that you are just a Debbie Downer about the Falcons against the Jets. Like with six teams on by, like Isn't that's that saying nuts? something I'm about the sorry. Falcons this year, right? I love it. No, it's good. It's real. It's honest. That's what it is. All right, let's get into the Jets, and I will be honest with you. Six New York Jets had eight fantasy points or more last week in standard leagues. Ooh. Only two players are yeah. owned with seventy percent or more. This is the perfect team to stream. Let me say it again. Pick up your Jets. Play your Jets. You'll feel good about yourself. Fantastic matchup for all of them, except Austin Safarian Jenkins, who's one of those guys who's owned in 70% of leagues. Um, but you're still going to play him. He has had a touchdown in the last three games and is averaging eight targets a game. So as he continues to be a red zone target, you will continue to play him regardless of matchup. Sleepers, any of these guys are the perfect flex, as I just said, below Powell, Bat Forte, Atlanta gives up the six most fantasy points to running backs, Jermaine Curse or Robbie Anderson. Atlanta gives up the 12th fewest fantasy points to wide receivers, but that's a little inflated by a few players. So I am not saying that these guys are gonna get you huge double digit games, but they are going to get you at least eight fantasy points. And in that flex spot, Gosh darn it, with six teams on by, that's all you need to stay alive. So love them. Um, you can stream Josh McCowan. I'm saying it. He has had two games in a row with over 20 fantasy points. There are worse options. Okay. Uh, Elijah Maguire, you guys, he is no longer a thing. Feel free to drop him with Powell and Forte back. He is done. He didn't do much while he was there anyways, but <laughs> he's done for sure now, guys. Your time is done. <laughs> we'll take a quick break for our lovely sponsors. All right, you guys, we have the Chicago Bears, the New Orleans Saints. Had to take a drink real quick for that one. Um, last of my <laughs> wine before the Bears. Which, by the way, you need to go and play Dice with us this week. One of our um, listeners, which I need to find who it was. Oh, my gosh, I feel so bad that I'm not giving the direct shout-out. But they're the ones that suggested the um, Lions or, t or Bengals or Bears uh, ingredient, where you have to have two Lions or Tigers or Bears. Um, the Bears may not be one. where you want to look, but... I just I have to I have to look at the Bears uh, fantasy points here. So not a single, not a single bear had eight or more fantasy points last week, opposed to the New York Jets. I'm scoring. just saying, yes. standard scoring. Yes, only one wide receiver caught one pass, and that was Tanner Gentry. Yes, Gosh, whoever that guy that. is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was for eight yards. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about the Bears. Uh, you want to start Jordan Howard? He had a tough game last week. Um, but, uh, you know, listen, it, you know, I, it, it was a tougher defense than you thought. And that's okay. Carolina's defense is tough. Okay. Jordan Howard is 65 yards. Okay. That's life. But he's still getting a ton of touches and he's still a uh, running back one. So you go with him. Uh, and you certainly want to go with him because um, 
listen, they give up the third, the saints give up the 13th most fantasy points to opposing running backs. They have been high scoring the saints, but they're still giving up a lot of yards and points. So I'm still okay. Obviously. Um, my only worry with Howard long-term is the usage. He's getting a lot of touches. They're really kind of overusing him, especially since he was hurt earlier in the season. So, um, that's more long-term issue, but today you should start him. Um, but you know, listen, John Fox is not going to go turn away from the run. He's just not going to do it. And I'm actually going to say you can put Tariq Cohen in there as a flex as well. He only had one catch last week, but it went for 70 yards. So that's what you get with Tariq Cohen is these like big boom plays. But again, there's six teams on by. It's a decent matchup. I'm okay with it. And again, they're never going to ask Mitchell, Mitchell Trubisky to pass the ball. So I'm intrigued. I'm a little intrigued. Or if he does pass the ball, it's only the short passes to Tariq Cohen. Or to my man... Zach Miller. Mitchell Trubisky has only 24 completions in three games total, okay? But of those completions, seven of them have gone to Zach Miller, and Zach Miller has scored the two touchdowns that Mitchell Trubisky has scored. So he has a 30% uh, – he has 30% of the uh, target share – or the uh, catching share, because it's not really targets, so the catching share – and the touchdowns. So that's actually pretty decent. So he is in my sleepers. And the Bears actually just traded for Dontrell Inman from the Chargers for a conditional seventh round pick, which is crazy mm. because Inman caught 58 passes for 810 yards and four touchdowns just a year ago. And he's often kind of, he has a comp that's actually quite similar to Cameron Meredith. This is intriguing to me, actually. And also them admitting that they have some serious wide receiver issues, although they don't target them anyway, so I don't know how they would know. Uh, again, Tanner Gentry, the only person with a target. Also, he's on the field all the time, but you can't play a guy who's only getting eight yards. And put the kicker and the defense on the bench because there's a possibility that they could get blown out by, by the Saints. By the way, better than we thought they'd be. The Saints are better than they They're the Eagles of 2016, whereas you – and 2017, really. You can score on them. But they get fantasy points for those defenses. Yeah. Lots so of it's like, yeah. And the sacks. And yeah. So it's it's good. It's very good. Um, speaking of the Saints, Breeze is at home. So you are playing him. Evan Kamara rushed nine times for 57 yards in the Saints week seven. Win over the Packers, adding five receptions for 50 additional yards. He's awesome. A lot better than um, I was expecting especially with um, Mark Ingram still on the field, but I do love me some Alvin Kamara. Um, nice, nice little surprise. Uh, Ashley, do you want to continue on with Mark Ingram? Yes. So um, Mark Ingram, he's been amazing. Uh, you are definitely going to be starting Mark Ingram. Uh you know, again, as we talked about, you're doing Kamara and you're doing Mark Ingram because this has finally been established in terms of their roles that they're playing. He's got a mediocre matchup, so he should be able to have a similar game from last week where he's having 20-some touches and 100 yards. He said back-to-back 100-yard games uh, since AP left, so that's exactly what you want to see. Uh, in terms of Michael Thomas, he didn't practice on Wednesday, so be on lookout for whether he's going to play or not. Um, if he's mm. playing, you're playing him, but he didn't practice. Now, Ted Ginn is someone. Please don't actually... play, so I don't have to play you. Is that not mean to say? Yes. Uh, so yeah. over it. That's okay. I feel like there are very uh, few wide receivers that are consistently good this year. No, the like only one player is one or two players are averaging over seven fantasy points, over 10 fantasy points a game in standard scoring. 
only two wide receivers. That's that. But he's yeah. averaging almost 80 yards a game. Is that Will Fuller and Antonio Brown? <laughs> uh, it's Antonio Brown and... Uh, DeAndre Hopkins? Let's let's see here. Hold on. Let's look. Hold on a second. Um, it's definitely Antonio Brown, obviously. Um, but it, it's crazy because the rest of them... And Antonio Brown has 20 fantasy points more than everybody else in standard leagues, right? Um, so no, it's, uh, so we're in week eight now. So seven games. So yeah, uh, 11 points for Tyreek Hill is the guy. And then Antonio Brown. But Thomas has been good. I mean, he's only had two games where he hasn't had over 80 yards. He's just not getting the touchdowns. He's only had two touchdowns on the season, but the yardage is there. I mean, he's over 80 in almost all of his games. Four out of six. I mean, there's worse. There's definitely worse guys out there. Most definitely. Um, so, I mean, you want him to play. If he plays, you're playing him. But, again, you have to – he may be a game-time decision. We're not really sure. Apparently got injured last last week, but no one really knows with what. So, be on the lookout. Now, Ted Ginn was 7-7 seven seven for 141 yards, uh, and he seems to have really developed that nice chemistry with Breeze. I like him a lot. He has 207 uh, yards over the past two games, so he's definitely trending up. Now – Will he be able to maintain this pace? I think he will at least this week with Thomas potentially out. And even if he plays, I think that's going to be fine. The issue is what's going to happen when Sneed comes back and, and what kind of ratio are they going to see? Now, Sneed, it was weird that he didn't play last week because he was trending as if he would. He's been practicing in full this week. Uh, he should be able to play. So all of them kind of rely on whether Thomas is going to play or not in terms of whether you can have Ted Ginn in a wide receiver too, or if he needs to be bumped down into a flex position. Uh, the interesting part is the other person who could actually benefit is Brandon Coleman um, if Thomas is out. And I'll be intrigued to see how the ratio between him and Sneed goes because he um, was two of three targets for 31 yards and a touchdown, but he has scored in three of the six games this year. So there's a 50-50 shot if you start Brandon Coleman that he's going to score for you. So, oh yeah, that's his role. That's his role, right? So we don't know. <laughs> I ranked him so much higher than everybody else because I was like, it's literally a fifty shot. He gets more fantasy points than eighty percent of the people. Yeah. So, so, <laughs> so. Um, now Willie Sneed, though historically is somebody that Breeze likes to go to. So unfortunately, this kind of chemistry that we've been seeing is going to completely change with Sneed back. So you kind of have to wait and see this week. And then Fleener, you're not playing Fleener. He doesn't benefit from anything. So um, a real quick just note before we go to the next uh, matchup, there is a pro football focus stat that is about what the quarterback ranking is when they target a wide receiver. And um, guess which wide receiver has the number one or which, yeah, which wide, wide receivers quarterback has the number one rating when targeting them? Bryce Beller. Uh, Deshaun. Watson. Nelson Aguilar. Guess oh, who number two is? Months, okay. And these Jeffrey. are of, of people that play in at least 25% of the snaps. Alshon Jeffrey. Oh, well, that's why Bryce Butler's not in there. Right. Uh, well, Bryce Butler, yeah, he's up there, but he only has 11 targets, and he's like been on the field for like nothing. Um, it is Ted Ginn Jr. Just putting that out there. He's, I'm telling he's the man. You can you can play him. I just really hope that when Willie Sneed comes back, this doesn't completely mess with the chemistry and, and the flow they have because he's being productive. 
Sneeze yeah. gonna mess everything up. I'm not gonna lie to you. Sneeze gonna completely mess everything up. If he comes back. He should play this week. He's he's healthy. He's good to go. He was healthy last week. That's what's really interesting is they didn't play him, is that he was good to go last week. Iron punishment off field issues, I would say. All right, we have the Carolina Panthers, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Week seven against the Bears was the most pathetic showing I have seen from the Panthers all year, including the spanking they had by the Saints in week three. The only player who did what we expected was Jonathan Stewart with the fourth game with four fantasy points. So thank you for consistency, Jonathan Stewart. Four points, obviously, is not anything that we want to brag about, but at least it's consistent. You got, he gave you exactly what you wanted. Uh, so well done, Stewart. You will continue to bench him. Um, with six teams on by, you have to play these guys against one of the worst defenses in the league. Tampa gives up the third most to quarterbacks, the 10th most fantasy points to running backs, the second most to wide receivers. The toughest matchup is for Ed Dixon, who I am trying not to start. Okay. I know if you have a tight end on by, it's going to be dicey, but really these teams that are on by don't really aren't tight end heavy. So hopefully that is not your, is not your situation. He is catching about half of his targets in the last two games and he doesn't have a touchdown on the season. I know it's tough out there, um, but I like other guys. I know Brandon mentioned she didn't like Austin Hooper. I like Austin Hooper this week. I already said I like Safarian Jenkins. I like Ryan Griffin, even though we haven't ranked really low. I even think OJ Howard's worth something, even though I think Cameron Braid's the number one guy. I think the list goes on of people I would start over Ed Dixon. Um, anyways, so you are playing Cam Newton, Christian McCaffrey, Calvin Benjamin, and Devin Funches with a great matchup, a decent ceiling for all of them, and six, team, six teams on by. I don't think you have a choice. So there's that. Carolina's defense is at 13. So they're right there on the streaming um, thing. And that's not because they're not great. It's just because Tampa Bay, you know, can score points. Um, as far as Tampa Bay, if you own a Buccaneer, you are most likely starting them as well. This isn't the easiest matchup, but neither was Buffalo last week. And they all did fine. Even Jameis Winston, who I thought for sure wasn't going to get many fantasy points at all. He had 10 more fantasy points than the average quarterback um, that has played against the Bills. So he was limited in practice on Wednesday, but he played through his injury last week and had his best week throwing the ball. So I'm not quite as concerned as some people out there are, including Miss Brandon Marianne Lee, who is giving me the face of, ooh, James Winston. Ooh. But I said that no, last no, week no, and no. he dominated in fantasy points. So... It's possible. Yeah. It's possible. Evans had another double-digit game. The Panthers have give, only given up five double-digit performances this year to wide receivers, but four of them were Danny Amendola and Chris Hogan and Nelson Aguilar and Alshon Jeffrey. So I think Evans and Jackson have the possibility to both do well. Doug Martin didn't manage a touchdown or double-digit performance last week, but he is seeing the volume. So as we said earlier, you can't bench a guy that's getting the volume in such a running back thin year. So he's a flex or a running back too in most leagues. Cameron Brait had his first game without a touchdown since week two, but he still managed 60 yards. Yes, OJ yeah. Howard was the tight end of week seven. Um, and I don't mind either of them, but I do think Bray is still the guy. He still saw, he still is seeing the targets 
I think he's still Winston's favorite. So I just, I like Bright better, but in this, in week eight, I don't mind starting either one of them because they're going to get you enough fantasy points, especially in PPR. Um, and Tampa Bay's defense, probably not. Sorry. Then we have the San Francisco 49ers, the Philadelphia Eagles. I just love both these teams. Um, Garcon and Goodwin are seeing the targets. Unfortunately, they play for the 49ers. This is a great matchup, and I like both of them as flexes. But keep an eye on Goodwin. He was limited at practice with a back injury. I will say regardless of the injury, both players are just risky. Only two teams have managed to get double-digit fantasy points for a wide receiver, and they're risky because of their quarterback situation. He's only had one touchdown a lot in the two games that he's played. So that is not favorable for guys that have a hard time getting yards as it is. Um, I don't yeah. love George Kittle. What did you say, Brent? Ashley? I said, yeah. 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 Um, it's a good match. It's a good matchup for Kittle, but man, only two targets last week. He was only on the field less than 50% of the game. He's only had one good game and only two tight ends have had a good game against the Eagles and their names are Travis Kelsey and Jordan Reed, not George Kittle. Okay. That's just, that's just facts. People low expectations, high hopes player of the week goes to Carlos Hyde. The Eagles give up the third fewest fantasy points to running backs and Hyde has been super inconsistent this year, super inconsistent. So you probably need to play the guy, but with six teams on by, but it's going to be scary. So low expectations, people, low expectations. Ashley, how about those Eagles? Man. I love me some Eagles. Oh, I don't know why I, I dislike them. them so much because they are clearly the best team. I don't know why you dislike them either. They're I know. Fantastic. I can't. I don't know why it is. Yeah, it's like what is certain that? People, I don't know. I don't know. It's really weird. I can't get I can't get my head around it. And I have Nelson Aguilar, who's like my only saving grace in my misfit team. And I still just can't stand them. Oh, I love Aguilar's yeah, misfit. I love it. I love it. I know, I will. Yes. Well, Zach Ertz is not a misfit. He's a, he's a must start. He bounced back to his usual form of 89 yards and a touchdown. Um, must start every week. Uh, Nelson Aguilar, we already talked to him a little bit. Um, you know, he was four or five or 45 yards and a touchdown last week. You know, for another, Nelson Aguilar should not only be owned, but in your flexor wide receiver three slot update. He has had at least 58 yards and or a touchdown in six of his eight games. I mean, he has only not scored in two games. And why is he hot? Because he's got chemistry with seven West. games, six of seven games. Six, yeah, six of seven. So I said, and he is not, he has only not scored in two of those games. So he has scored in five games. Five. It's a yeah, he's scoring five, but he's had either a touchdown and or at least 58 yards in six of the seven. Brandon is smiling as if. No, it's all good. Why is, oh, everyone, okay. like, why is everyone making comments about me smiling tonight? Because sometimes you give us these looks like, and I can't mm. tell if you're like, what are you talking about? Mm. I'm just participating. Judging eyes. Okay. Well, we, we're all in. Well, all of us are all in Aguilar, <laughs> other than Courtney, who doesn't like him for her misfit. But I love. No, I do like Aguilar. Nelson Aguilar. I do like him. That's why I don't know why I don't like the Eagles because he's like majority of the team. I own a lot of Eagles. I have Legarrette Blunt. Maybe that's why I don't like the Eagles. And oh, I also have nice. Zach Ertz. Yeah, nice. But yeah, I don't know. Well, he's great. I like him. He should be in your lineup. He's not. Shouldn't just be owned. 
he should be in your lineup. Um, so just saying. Now, today's all about PSAs because for those of you not playing Carson Wentz, you are wrong and you are making a mistake. <laughs> and I'm not going to beat around the bush here. You are just straight up wrong. <laughs> he now leads the league, guys, in passing touchdowns. He's got 17 of them. And that is more than everybody's favorite golden child, Tom Brady. It's more than the new golden child, Deshaun Watson. It's also more than Alex Smith. But if you're the person who's not playing Wentz, you are also the kind of person who was never going to play Alex Smith. So it doesn't really matter what they do this year. You're never going to play them. But you should be playing that. Particularly or trade Wentz. them for a lot. Or trade them. Trade them. Absolutely. They are Get worth the value. Guns. He was amazing. He had 268 yards, four touchdowns. Yeah, interception, but I don't care. He's amazing. He looks great. You were playing Carson Wentz. Must start. Now, Alshon Jeffrey, I have bumped into a sleeper position because I cannot continue to tell you that you must start Alshon Jeffrey, despite the fact of where you drafted him. Uh, he is listed as questionable. He's got a growing injury. This is a little bit new, uh, but he is practicing in full. Now, the last three weeks have been really bad for Jeffrey. He has no touchdowns over the last three weeks. He's averaging only three catches for 46 yards. And on the whole season, he's averaging 3.7 catches and 51 yards a game. That's not good enough. That is not even close to good enough if you're in standard. In PPR, it's also not great. But I can't tell you to play him in standard leagues. You really can only be playing him in PPR at this point in time. It just kind of it is what it is. But sorry, I never really tell you to draft Jeffrey. So hopefully you listen to the get-go. You don't own him. Um, it did not look good for LeGarrette Blount owners last week, um, being as Wendell Smallwood got the start. Uh, but Blount out-carried he, he out Blount the first half, and then it switched. So Wendell Smallwood wasn't exactly great. He rushed eight times for 25 yards and two catches for 14. And then the second half, they leaned on Blount. You know, he, on the other hand, was worse. He had four. Four, sorry, he had rushed 14 times, but just for 29 yards. Uh, but he is still their goal line guy. Uh, he should still get that work. But unfortunately, his value has completely dropped with Wendell Smallwood back. So um, I'm not loving either of them, but the Niners give up the most points to running backs, the absolute must. So I think that you can play both of them, whichever one you own, in a flex role this week because I think by the fact that the Niners giving up the most points, both of them should be able to do decent. But moving forward, LeGarrette Blunt's value is greatly decreased with Wendell Smallwood back. So everyone else on the bench. All right, the Los Angeles Chargers and the New England Patriots. All right. Melvin Gordon went into week seven questionable with a shoulder injury. Now he had a knee injury earlier, and now he is on the injury report with a foot in, uh, foot injury. Nice. Yes. Yes. Nice. I can't keep them all straight, so I had to double check my notes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Listen, I... Th I he should be able to bounce back. The Patriots give up the seventh most fantasy points to opposing running backs. And Deontay Hightower is out and will likely miss multiple games. You would think that this would be a good thing. I hope it is. Just watch the injury report, people. Just watch the injury report. Hunter Henry continues to be a stud. He played in 81% of the snaps last week. Uh, you guys, he's the guy. I know Antonio Gates is still there, but literally he's there to get his record, which he already did, and he has moved on. He got one target as opposed to Hunter Henry, who caught four passes. So, um, 
yeah, it's going to be fine. Uh, they give up the eighth most points to tight ends. And let's be honest, Keenan Allen is a much better PPR option than a standard league option. 45 or fewer yards in three outings and only one touchdown on the season. Yeah. Still, you got to play him. New England gives up the fourth most fantasy points to opposing wide receivers, and he's the number one. So there you go. I keep hearing uh, not favorable stuff about Melvin Gordon, obviously. So I will, I will bring up Aaron uh, Eckler. Eckler. Um, he is the handcuff, and he scored his second touchdown of the season last week against the pitiful Denver Broncos. So terrible. <laughs> so terrible. Not even going to get into that uh, yet, but I will later. I wish if they wanna... were on by this week so we wouldn't have to talk about it. Oh, it's just too ugly. It's too ugly, people. Uh, if you want a high floor option, I'm going to say Phillip Rivers. That's right. Only 20 points in one game, and every other game has been between 15 and uh, 19 except for one. But he has eight touchdowns to only one interception over the last four games. I thought I knew you, Philip. That's good. That's I good. thought I knew you. Who are Give you? But warning, it's week eight. Yeah. And if you know Philip Rivers over the last three years, week nine starts the decline. As in, the weather's changing. Only six games of like, you know, six of his games following this will be single digit scoring. I mean, it's really bad, you guys, historically for him. But right now, week eight. I'm saying go for it. Um, the Chargers must feel like Mike Williams is going to be fine, although he hasn't caught any of his three targets so far this season, and he had two last week that he did not catch because they did trade away Dontrell Inman. Um, but you can't start him, that's for sure. Mike Williams, that is. And you can't start Novak or the defense against the Patriots. How about the Patriots? Oh, yeah, they're my team too. Sorry. Hi. Um, okay. <laughs> she couldn't see through the fog there. I, I couldn't see through the fog. Yeah. And then, I don't know if you saw the fog picture where they also had the score, the 28-3 underneath it, like through the fog. Nice. You can see it. Anyway, I love Our Patriots friend was fans. there Snarky. that plays in our family league. Oh, and yeah. And Ashley's like, can you see anything? He's like, I can see the scoreboard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So sassy. <laughs> you start Tom Brady no matter what. However, I am going to temper your expectations here a little bit. Um, the Chargers give up the eighth fewest fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks. And even Alex Smith and Carson Wentz could only score 15 fantasy points on them. So Hold on. I need, to I, I need to pause you right here. Because we have a sentence where you say Tom Brady and even Alex Smith and Carson Wentz couldn't do this. I, I'm not saying they're on the same level, but I'm saying that the only person who's been able to score over 15 fantasy points has been Trevor Simeon in week one. And that, as we know, that was an aberration. I'm going to say, say they Josh are McCallan. on the same level this year, Brandon. I'm going to say it. I don't know. I don't know about that. Uh, this, is, yeah, this is the moment Brandon gives me the glare. But we just no? said Carson, he's got more points than Brady. I, I agree. I agree. Like I just can't let that out of my mouth. Entirely, but you about can, fantasy football. We're not talking that. about legends and Hall of Fame and stuff. Brandon. Certainly, it's just it, But you'd play Wentz over Brady this week, wouldn't you? No brainer. No. See, this is where we go back to when I tell people not to play Peyton Manning in one game, and Brandon's like, "You are crazy." We want people to listen to this show, and then Peyton Manning <laughs> scored three points that week. I agree. I don't think he's going to score only three points, though. And and Tom Brady today is not even close to the Peyton Manning. Totally Ooh. agree. But Carson Wentz we has got a better matchup. 
I agree, but I, I still here's but this is why I'm saying if you have two of these guys, and a lot of you do, if you have Drew Brees and Deshaun Watson or Tom Brady and Carson Wentz, you need to trade one of them because you shouldn't be benching either of them. That's where we agree. So go get a yeah. running back, go get a wide receiver, get someone else. Don't have one of these guys sitting on your bench. It's just dumb. You can always fill in with a Josh McCown. Am I right, Courtney? You're right. All right, there you go. All right, you play Gronk. Only three catches, fifty-one yards last week, but the Chargers give up this, and the Chargers give up the second fewest fantasy points to opposing tight ends. Um, but hey, uh, and, and by the way, that means they've actually given up zero touchdowns to tight ends so far this year. But Zach Ertz was able to get eighty-one yards, so I think you're going to be get around that from Gronk. They give up the tenth most fantasy points to wide receivers, so I'm good to go on Hogan and good to go on Cooks. Now Hogan did look like he was healthier this this last week, um, and I, I think I feel good about both of them this week. I am not feeling good about Danny Amendola. He didn't practice on Wednesday due to a knee injury, so that's a no go for me. I guess we're gonna put the <laughs> running backs in the sleeper category, but I'm not even gonna pretend like. I can tell you who the hot hand will be this week. So I'm not going to. If you need to play them, you need to play the one that's on your bench. I mean, you know, that's on your team because they're all taken, but they're never consistent. Uh, and I still don't trust the New England defense. And you are starting Guskowski. Belichick. He's consistent. He's consistently frustrating, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, let's talk about the Oakland Raiders, the Buffalo Bills. Amazing. Something weird happened. Halloween came early last week. Amari Cooper caught a ball, and he actually caught 11 balls for 210 yards and uh, touchdowns. Which, of course, means he's going to get about four points this week because now everyone's going to put him in their less. lineup. And he's going to completely blow it. Oh, that's over 60 yards more than he's had all year put together. Uh, it's rather impressive. Derek Carr threw for over 400 yards, three touchdowns, and zero interceptions, all against the Chiefs. It's amazing. It's amazing. Now the Bills have only given up two double-digit performances for wide receivers, and those came in their last two games. So that is hopeful. If I had to pick one of the wide receivers, though, I'm still sticking with Crabtree. He's been way more consistent. He is, I think, the better player out of the two. A lot less frustrating as a fantasy owner. Um, but Cooper isn't a bad play, obviously, either. Uh, I think most people play Cooper every week, regardless of his fantasy points, because they're like, how do you bench Mari Cooper? Um, so hopefully you did do that, and he blew up on your team and not on your bench. But most likely, if you were done with him, like I would have been if I owned him, which I did not pick him up because I knew he was going to have a crappy year this year. Um, he probably blew up on your bench. Marshall Lynch has been suspended this week for putting his hands on the ref after rushing on the field over the late hit on Carr. Um, I love Marshall Lynch. It's I passion. Too. I mean, it's um, except for he wasn't defending Carr. He was trying to calm down his friend. It was friend. the guy who hit Carr. Right. I mean, right. Could you imagine? Could you imagine? Well, it's and he crazy. didn't leave the stadium. He actually stayed in the state. He actually like left the locker room and sat and watched the game in the stadium, which is so lynch. But and then he took the subway home. Yeah, 
but you know he he, he touched her off. He can't touch her off. It's 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 a good suspension. Um, it's just crazy. crazy. I love him, but not like Lynch has been him. doing anything really for you anyway. No, no, no. It's, it doesn't really. I mean, he, a lot of times these are like Joe Mixon owners, right? That you like are playing him because you think it's going to be that moment. It's going to be that game where he like does something yeah. for you, um, but he hasn't been. So it's not like the end of the world. Um, but that leaves DeAndre Washington and Jalen Richard. So they will most likely be a true timeshare against a tough rush defense. Um, so they're to me no more than a flex option if you have to. Um, I don't. I don't love the situation. As for Jared Cook, I'm okay with Cook this week. If you are a Delaney Walker owner, he sees the targets. He's had over 100 yards receiving the last last two weeks, and he saw. You know, we saw what OJ Howard was able to do against the Bills. So it's possible that Cook could do um, half of that, which is a good fantasy game for tight ends. So. I would take that um, 60 yards and a touchdown would be fantastic. Right. Um, but you're not going to start the Oakland's defense. It's just not been pretty. Ashley, what about the bills? Sorry. I was distracted looking up Joe Mixon stats because I just always like to validate myself. <laughs> we'll get into that. Mid show when you're about to talk about the somebody bills. Made, well, yeah, somebody mentioned Joe Mixon. Well, Courtney did obviously. And I was just like, Oh yeah. I just like to refer reaffirmed myself that he's terrible he is <laughs> but we'll get to it later um yes who wasn't terrible was LaShawn McCoy though he rushed 23 times again he's a volume guy he's constantly gained about 20 touches that's what you wanted that's why you've been playing him regardless of the fact that he wasn't scoring but you know what he finally got a touchdown two touchdowns and 91 yards he had a fantastic game he also had 31 yards off seven targets so caught five of them uh he's got a decent matchup this week so hopefully you can see similar production i'm not sure you're gonna see two touchdowns again but i think you're gonna see maybe one touchdown and between 90 and 110 yards so it was a very heavy McCoy game, and I think this game will be really similar because he's got one of the better matchups now i'm going to say a sleeper will be tyrod taylor this week for quarterback just because you've got a lot of teams on by oh, yeah. normally say so but he's he's a decent option uh he was 20 of 33 for 268 yards and a touchdown but again he rushes so he rushed six times for 53 yards again this is the better matchup is running and because he's you know a running quarterback i think he's going to be able to put up some some yards on on with his feet so uh this was his best game of the season and the third time that he has thrown for over 200 yards this season now, granted, when we're talking good quarterbacks, usually we need to say over 300 yards, not over 200 <laughs> yards. But again, he does pick up some extra yardage like Russell Wilson where he runs. So um, it's an okay matchup with the Raiders give the 13th most points to quarterbacks. So he, as I said, he could be a streaming option. He's only owning 60% of Yahoo League. So he's out there for the taking uh, if you're in trouble and you need one. Carson Palmer owners out there might be someone you might want to look at. Um, Jordan Matthews. I know Why'd crazy. you say Carson Palmer out loud? I know, I know, I know. They're unbiased. We can talk about it, but yeah. Ouch. We'll also, bad, bad by news. Larry and all the Another John Jaron JJs. Another one bites the dust. Ugh, yeah, right. Mm. Yeah. The problem is there's no one for uh, for Tyrod Taylor to throw to, right? I mean, Jordan Matthews did come back. Uh, he caught two of his three targets, but it was only for ten yards. Uh, it was not an easy matchup, but uh, this week's not an easy matchup, and McCoy's got the better matchup, as we said, so it's going to be a McCoy day again. I don't really see Matthews being a huge player in this. 
Zay Jones. They really want to make Zay Jones happen. They're really determined <laughs> to do it. Um, and I don't know why, because he caught two of his nine targets. Two. Impressive. For a whole 17 yards. He has 83 total yards on the season. That's it. 83 <laughs> yards as a wide receiver, too. Uh, he hasn't scored a touchdown. Oh. And he's been targeted 28 times. He's only caught seven of them. Oh. Seven of 28 targets. So I hate to tell you, Bills, Zay Jones ain't happening this One year. One out of four. One out of four. It's not, <laughs> it's not, it's not catching 25%. On. It's, not, not, it's not happening. Uh, <laughs> Charles Clay, who was their target, he's still not practicing. Um, he's not going to play this week. Now, who came in for him is uh, Nick O'Leary. He's technically started, uh, but Logan Thomas caught the touchdown. Thomas oh. was only targeted once though and uh o'leary was targeted two times o'leary at least got 58 yards so again yeah i like I o'leary know. i yeah he needs to be targeted more though but they're clearly not going to put the targets that charles clay was getting and just distribute that to you know either logan or o'leary but if you had to pick one at least the yardage went to o'leary he had two big plays got decent hands um it's a dart throw but you probably should bench him but if you're desperate it's an option it's not the Jets. It's not the Jets. All right. Let's get to the game of the week. Indianapolis Colts, the Cincinnati Bengals. Da, da, da. Rock and Brandon roll. Okay, guys. Okay. Um, weekly update. Andrew Luck has been ruled out for week. Oh, hockey. <laughs> Stop it. There's nothing really to talk about, you guys. I didn't even know he still played. I like, was like, on a team. It's Fair. really sad. You know what? Cincinnati actually is a pretty decent defense, so this is Good even defense. more tragic. Yeah. <laughs> uh, T.Y. Hilton, man, less than five points in five of his seven outings in standard scoring leagues. Um, the other ones, he's a baller because he is a baller, so he's had over 150 yards in the other outings, but um, can't count him. on that. Frank Gore hasn't gone over 50 rushing yards since week three. Cincinnati gives up the ninth fewest points to opposing running backs. Now, uh, Marlon Mack did outsnap him uh, last week, but it's hard to have a breakout game when you're playing with Jacoby Brissett. Uh, Jacoby Brissett has never thrown more than one touchdown in a game so far this season. I can't support Jack Doyle, and I know, I know that he has 18 targets of the last two weeks, and he's caught 13 of them for 94 yards and a touchdown. He's just not playing well, though. Like I mean, it's like one of those things where you're like. Stats okay. do not really show. Yeah, it's not that. really showing it. I, I just, I just don't like this because I don't like this. Uh, the the Cincinnati gives it the fourth fewest fantasy points to opposing tight ends. It's a bad matchup, yeah. uh, and he's a bad quarterback. And because they might get shut out, you can't play the kicker or the defense. So there you go. I made that mistake. I picked up an Atari to stream last week. Oh yeah, because everyone. You know, you want it's to. It's been a Terry, of course. I need him for a week. Oh. It's fine. Just like T.Y. Hilton. It's just, it's not fair. It's not him, you guys. T.Y. Hilton's talent is not in question. Oh, and by the way, um, I'm sorry, don't even talk about Dante Moncrief. He needs a touchdown to be fantasy relevant. And who is going to get a touchdown in this scenario? No one. Sad. No one. All right, Cincinnati Bengals. Tough week for the Bengals last week against the Steelers. Thank God they're playing the Colts this week. Great matchups up and down the board. There are only four players on the stink. AJ Green, obviously, clear must start every week. Tyler Croft is number two on the list. That guy. Um, he doesn't suck. Um, he's had three touchdowns in the last three games. Andy Dalton does suck, 
but three quarterbacks have had over 20 fantasy points against the Colts, and two of those quarterbacks are Deshaun Kaiser and Brian Hoyer. So if they can do it, Andy Dalton might be able to do it. All right. Come on, Dalton. I like him. The floor him. is 15 points against the Colts, it's a good, so it's a good I option, do like that. Um, now Joe Mixon. Here comes Mixon, Ona. It doesn't matter what I say to you because you will always <laughs> believe in Mixon. You're going to start him regardless. Um, my husband's a Joe Mixon owner, and he texts me, and he said, make sure you say on your show that this is the week Joe Mixon blows up. <laughs> I said, oh, I thought you said that was last week. This week. And he goes, yeah. mm, misunderstanding. I was like, no, no, no. it's not. It's not. <laughs> you misunderstanding. And, ev and every other Mixon owner says it every week. Every week. Um, it's amazing. So he had the best matchup last week, but only managed 6.8 fantasy points in standard leagues. Now, lucky for you, he tends to go every other week um, with double digits, low double digits, 10 to 11 points. Um, and this is supposed to be his on week. So. So far, his ceiling has been 11 points. So he may get you 11 points this week. So that's good enough to start. And yeah. you're going to start him anyways because you own him and you believe in him and you think he's the best thing that the NFL's ever created. So nothing and I say is going to change that. And let's be clear. <laughs> We're I'm not saying. saying we don't believe that Joe Mixon has talent. No one has said that. No. At the end no. of the day, he's still in the Bengals. He still has a bad offensive line. They have a horrible schedule. Joe Mixon pissing off those coaching. coaches. Yeah, coaching. So, so at the end of the day, it's got nothing to do with talent. When we say it's a bad play, it's not because of Joe Mixon. It's just a bad play right now. Like you said, Courtney, there's nothing we can say to stop you if you're Joe Mixon or you believe in him. It is what it is. But right now, he is almost, he's the 38th highest scoring running back. You should not even be playing him in a flex role, to be honest with you, based on those stats. There are 37 other running backs that have scored more points than him. 37 others. You know what it reminds me of is um, my family. We just introduced our kids to the it's Hendersons. And like the guys who just have to chase down Bigfoot because they believe, you know, they believe it's real. And this is Joe Mixon owners. They believe it's going to happen. So to each their own. Um, if you are in a deep flyer position and you need someone super, super deep, Brandon LaFell, I think is your guy. He is had four, 15 targets in the last two games and has found the end zone last week. So there is a chance. It's a very small chance, but if you're really needing an upside, I guess that would be it. Um, and other than that, Cincinnati Bengals, you're starting them and defense, and that's about all that's on the team. So we'll move on to the Houston Texans and Seattle Seahawks. Deshaun Watson, this is a really tough matchup for Watson, but I am not worried. He likes to run the ball. And the Seahawks are not good at stopping running quarterbacks. So I would expect him to be on the move Sunday. A game similar to um, his game in, is against Cincinnati in week two. Um, so not a lot of points in the air, you guys, which doesn't really help out DeAndre Hopkins and Will Fuller. But I still do think that Watson's going to get those fantasy points by running, possibly rushing touchdown. It's going to happen somewhere or the other. He's going to make it it go down. Um, but as far as Hopkins and Fuller, you can't bench these guys. Fuller has had five touchdowns since returning in week four. So that means five touchdowns in three games. You have to play. Yep. 
you have yeah. to play him. Um, and Hopkins is having a great year, decent year too, I should say. So um, it's gonna be it's gonna be tough, but I still I'm playing them. Now I usually like a team that's coming off of buy, but I don't love what's happening before buy for Mr. Miller. Unfortunately, I just don't know how this timeshare is really going yeah. to work out. And that makes me nervous against a great defense. Um, so I'm not saying don't play him, but it could be kind of scary. Could be kind of scary week. If you have a better option, if you're kind of iffing between two, go with the other guy. Go with Joe Mixon. Just kidding. That would never be your option. You're obviously playing Joe Mixon over Lamar Miller if you're a Mixon owner. It's crazy talk. Houston Texans defense, we have him ranked number 12. So um, you can start him. Dumb. Um, I don't hate Ryan Griffin I this week at all. This is the best matchup for the Texans. He has been seeing the targets. He has a rookie quarterback, which you all know how I love tight ends with rookie quarterbacks. And three of his last four tight ends that played against them had eight fantasy points or more in standard leagues. So this is not a bad situation for a tight end going into this week against the Seahawks. And Ashley, how about the Seahawks? Well, Doug Baldwin owners are happy. Um, I'm also a Doug Baldwin owner, so I needed this game to feel better about life. Um, nine catches, 92 yards, and a touchdown, 12 targets. That is what we needed to see from Doug Baldwin. <laughs> so it seems that his hamstring is fully healed. I think he needed that bye week to really rest up by week six. Fingers crossed we have Baldwin officially back. I think we do. I think he looked good. Jimmy Graham, you're playing him every single week. He had 51 yards and a touchdown, but you're playing him regardless of how his matchup, how the week went last week. But the good news is it is a really good matchup this week. So that's a nice little added bonus to make you feel good about Jimmy Graham. Russell Wilson. Uh, he, 334 yards, three touchdowns, 10 yards on his feet. Uh, even with the bye week, he still is the sixth highest scoring quarterback. So, again, this is that sweet spot where Russell Wilson takes off. We've been seeing it happening. You're playing Russell Wilson every single week. Now, my sleeper is Tyler Lockett. I haven't been huge on Tyler Lockett um, just because I feel that Paul Richardson is kind of the better option. But Tyler Lockett, he he was targeted seven times. So his his targets have been increasing the past few weeks. He caught four of them, only 29 yards. Uh, but then he, you know, he did a, a play three at 15 yards on three carries. Uh, he should have had a touchdown, but it was called back. So this is one of those cases where if you look at the stats and you just look at how it was, it's not gonna um seem as if he did that well, but he's been a lot more involved than he has been. So it's a decent matchup against the Texans, give up the 16th most points. So I'm okay if you want to run the risk with him this week. I'm okay with it. I think there's a chance. Now, as I said, Paul Richardson, he is more my guy. Um, you know, he only had two targets, but he, he gets few targets, but he gets big yardage. He's that big play guy for them. He had 61 yards and a touchdown. Um, he has scored in three of the six games. So again, he's one of these guys with a 50-50 shot of scoring. And these are the kind of guys that you put in. Like these are the guys you want for flyers because it's 50-50 chance they're going to they're gonna boom on you. So I like him a lot. I think he's a good option. Who I don't like is this entire running back core. I haven't liked them all season and I still don't like them. Uh, they're unproductive. Thomas oh. Rawls, 36 on 11 carries. Eddie Lacy, 34 yards on 11 carries. Uh, they're just both crap, and you have to bench them, and it's a terrible matchup this week. You're not playing them. You're also benching uh, J.D. McKissick and Procise. Procise, he returned last week. 
made his grand return, and then basically immediately re-injured himself. So, Amazing. Uh, Amazing. He, you know, he's, he's, he's a guy with health issues. You know, so uh, he's, he's getting close to my do not draft uh, list, period. But uh, he didn't practice Wednesday. Uh, he should be considered a long shot to actually play this week, which means that J.D. McKissick is going to continue the role which he's done, which has been filling in for C.J. Proskais as that pass catching back. The problem is, is he hasn't played that well the past two weeks. And again, it's a terrible matchup. So you're benching him as well. All right. We have the Dallas Cowboys with the Washington Redskins. You're playing Dez, 7 of 10 targets, 63 yards, and a touchdown. You're just playing him every single week. Zeke, uh, he is still playing at least for week eight. Uh, he rushed 26 times for 147 yards and two touchdowns and had a reception for 72-yard touchdown. He just went off last game, but that's what Zeke does. I mean, Zeke is an amazing player. Uh, this is why you drafted him, knowing, again, that you'd only get him for a period of time um, in theory. So we know he's playing this week. We don't know beyond week eight. Uh, so the, the saga continues, but he is a must start this week. You do not bench Zeke while you still have him. You also do not bench Dak Prescott. He was 16 to 25 for 234 yards, three touchdowns. He is solid. He falls into my Carson Wentz. You have to be playing him category fourth highest scoring of the year. He's got a delicious matchup. He should be Similar numbers of last week. He looked fantastic. Now, my sleeper is going to upset Courtney, Jason Witten, because mm. she loves him. But he was 4 of 4 for 54 yards and had a touchdown. Uh, he has an amazing matchup this week. So you can play and stream Witten. Washington is at the second most points to touch, so excuse me, to tight ends. And Dak also has a nice matchup. So you could see him produce similar numbers to last week, if not better, because this matchup is that good. And again, with tight ends, this is someone that you is an actual viable option this week. Um, I was talking to somebody who doesn't listen to our show about Jason Witten, just about football really in general. And then I just brought up Jason Witten and my, you know, how I like, hate him. And he like spurred this like huge, like hating tight ends thing. And you should have seen his face. Like who the heck hates Jason Witten? And I was like, oh yeah, <laughs> that's not normal. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I should have said that out loud. <laughs> For fantasy, I'm sure him as oh, a human. Oh, fine. oh, yeah, well, obviously, yeah. It's, yeah, obviously, it's like the Eagles as a whole. I, I was just saying, it's like it's something against them. I don't know why it's not normal, and I know that. I know I have a problem. Yeah, it's okay. It means the first step. <laughs> That's right. But this is a good week. This is a good week for him. This is a week where you can play Jason Witten and feel good about it which is rare for any tight end position to actually feel good about starting them. But I think you can feel good about it with Witten. Right. So this is a stat taken straight from Roto World because I will completely botch it up um, if I don't say it word for word. But Dak Prescott, 154.4 quarterback rating when targeting Bryce Butler is the highest for any receiver with at least 10 targets in the league. This again, and we're talking streamers, there's options there. So uh, he's had... Only 11 looks, uh, eight catches on the season, 207 yards and two touchdowns. But that is more than Terrence William, who has had uh, eight more targets and played 133 more snaps. So again, while Williams has got more opportunity, they're not using him. But they actually, when Bryce Butler is on the field, they actually use him. He is he is being used, right? So again, this is this is a decent option if you need one. Uh, you're benching Coles Beasley. The yards aren't there. And then the Cowboys signed kicker Mike Nugent because Dan Bailey expected to miss several weeks because he injured his growing. So again, 
make sure you know that your kicker is actually playing. I do not suggest that you play Mike Nugent, but if you are a Dan Bailey owner, you need to have other options. So, Well, I didn't want to ruin the fun, you guys, but I think that the Washington Redskins have surpassed the Eagles for me, and I officially hate them more. More than the Eagles. Ooh. I think I'm going to let the Eagles go. I think I'm going to let them go. Okay. Um, the only sure thing in Washington is Kirk Cousins, period. Done. Which is weird, right? Like, how is he the sure thing when he's when he has no one to throw to? Oh my gosh, I know, I know. It's like a, it's It's like hard. And and he had like the first two weeks were like really bad, right? They only had like Mm -hmm. ten and eleven fantasy points, but now he's had twenty fantasy points or more in the last four games. Yep. So it's like it's it's brilliant play. I know. I don't know what's going on. It does help that he has Chris Thompson. Mm-hmm. And that is big. And you can also rely on Chris Thompson if Gruden keeps it together. So as long as Gruden can actually call a game correctly, Chris Thompson is an amazing play as well. This is a great matchup for them. As for the receivers, Ashley, as we're talking about, they have all been completely disappointing. I would use several curse words right here if I was not on air talking about the Redskins receivers, but I can't. I hate them all, though. I will say that I think Doxon will be the wide receiver to own this week. In most weeks against the Cowboys, the wide receiver, too, has the most fantasy points, which I think Doxon's the wide receiver, too, now. I don't really know. I don't really know. I think he's the wide receiver one. Yeah, I don't think they know. I don't know. I don't think they know. I think they're having a huge identity Uh, crisis, and I think it's kind of sad. Um Let's be honest. The wide receiver I, one is Chris Thompson. The right receiver, yeah. That's the wide receiver one. Yeah. And yeah. he's the RB one. Yes. He's he's just number one on the team, period. Yes. Yes. Ashley, I, I do agree. I think that we have to – so then, therefore, either way, Josh Jackson's wide receiver two, right? Right? So I think that he's going to get the fantasy points this week. <laughs> Fingers crossed because – Nobody knows. It's the Redskins. Jordan Reed had a comeback last week with 64 yards and two touchdowns off of eight receptions. Beautiful. But no tight end has had over seven fantasy points against the Cowboys. The only uh, um, And the only one who has was Virgil Green. He doesn't <laughs> so, count. He doesn't count. So yikes. Mm-hmm. Um, you're starting him. But this is going to be a tough matchup for him. Um, and I will just say, like, Samaji P. Ryan, what the heck? Zero, like didn't, they don't even know. I don't think he touched the field. I don't know. It was, that's kind of sad. Uh, I know Fat Kelly's back, but we all know how awful he is. So I don't know. It's like so much going on and yet nothing is happening. So it's, it's rather impressive. It's rather impressive. Not my favorite team to cover. All right, let's move on to the Pittsburgh Steelers, the Detroit Lions. Okay, well, the Pittsburgh Steelers had an eventful week. Okay, well, you always start Le'Veon Bell. You always always start Antonio Brown. There's nothing really to discuss there, even though they are on the road at Detroit. Um, Let's start here. Martavis Bryant is not happy. Martavis Bryant is supposedly asking for a trade, and and not in that coy way he was asking for a trade the week before, but, like, he got on Instagram and got a little crazy talk. Um, so things got a little out of hand and then he missed a mandatory meeting on Monday. And basically he just confirmed that his coach said you're inactive this week and he got demoted to the scouting team. So 
Here's my thing. I went off with Brandon this weekend about this. He does not get to be angry and upset. When you have been suspended as much as he is, you do not get to complain about these kind of things. You are on a team and you are employed. Is he a talented player? Yes, he is. But this is not the way to go about getting more playing time. This is not the way to go about being thrown to more. You don't get to complain in this fashion, Bryant. I Here's my thing. He obviously went to rehab for substance abuse, but he also there was also conversations about depression and what have you. I think this is a little bit deeper than this. I, I'm not quite sure the team knew what to do when he came back in terms of supporting him. I think this is just a bad situation. So I, I, I think there's know. more going on, and he, this is why we told you not to draft Martavis Bryant. Yes, and and by the way, if you used our cheat sheet, you did not draft Martavis Bryant. So you're welcome, or Joe Mixon, for that matter. Also, you're welcome. Yeah. So there you go. Or <laughs> like. <laughs> Uh, the other thing, which is actually kind of cute and nice and funny, is that Juju Smith-Schuster lost his beloved bike. His uh, teammate, Antonio Brown, actually was offering up like a ransom or whatever for the dang thing. And it did show up at the police station. Uh, so Juju Smith-Schuster does have his bike. In the meantime, former porn star uh, Mia Khalifa like gave him a shout out like you're one of my favorite follows hope you find your bike and he was like oh no i may be young but i'm not dumb i'm not falling for this because she's historically uh posts dms that athletes send her you know dms yeah do there yeah so if you'd like to see someone's member, no, um, I, yeah, it's weird. It's all weird. And so he's saying no, no. So he's rejecting former porn stars, losing bikes, finding bikes. There's jokes about whether or not it was Martavis Bryant who stole his bike. I'm not going to go there, but it did make me giggle. <laughs> yeah. And it's all very. The winner of this week is Juju, for sure. Juju. And that I, is think Juju. I think it's going to equate to some good Juju on the field for him. Oh, uh, right. yeah. It's been, it's been mm -hmm. you know, a lot of bad Juju. But now maybe the good Juju is coming in. That's, that's I will chicken. say it all feels very Pee Wee Herman movie to me when they oh were on gosh, bikes. I can somebody please put together something for us that has <laughs> Juju's face on Pee Wee Herman with the bike? Oh, oh it'd be so glorious. Uh, it'd be so glorious. So good. So good. All right. Well, here's the deal. Let's talk. get back to football. Big Ben uh, on the road. I'm not starting him. Uh, maybe Chris Boswell. Uh, I don't think the Steelers are going to get shut out, so I feel fine with that. And um, maybe the Steelers' defense. Eight or more points in all but two games this year. Detroit gives up the seventh most fantasy points to opposing defenses. Bench is Big Ben, for sure. Um, the Lions give up the 10th fewest fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks, but also Roethlisberger's yet to score over 17 points in fantasy all year, regardless mm -hmm. of matchup, so who cares? Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster is practicing, but technically he is actually still in concussion protocol, which was a surprise because no one knew he got a concussion, and he actually finished the game. So no one's quite sure when he got this concussion or when they found out he had a concussion, but something to watch for sure. Um Giselle tweeted about it. 
Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, you know, Detroit's kind of mediocre against wide receivers. He's just not getting enough yardage or usage for me to get excited about it, even without Martavis Bryant there, because it's not like Martavis Bryant was getting all these targets, and now it's going to go to Juju. It was all not there to begin with. Uh, he's gone over, uh, that is with Schuster, over 39 yards one time. He needs a touchdown to be fantasy relevant, and again, they're on the road. And Detroit gives up the 13th most fantasy points to tight ends, but Jesse James hasn't been targeted in two whole games, so no thanks. No, thanks. All right. Well, as we all said, we saw what Pittsburgh did to Cincinnati last week. Um, I think Detroit's a better team than Cincinnati, but not by much. So this isn't going to be a great game for any of your Detroit players that you own. Marvin Jones just falls into our top 30 for wide receivers. Tough matchup. That kind of leaves Matthew Stafford. Uh, we have him ranked outside of our top 15. So you're only – and that's with six teams on bye. So that's kind of – So that's scary. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I mean, it's not it's not a healthy situation. As far as quarterbacks playing against Pittsburgh, um, the only one who's gotten over 15 fantasy points, <laughs> again, it's like trivia of 2017, Deshaun Kaiser in week one. So um, <laughs> this it's not even Alex Smith, Ashley's favorite guy. He's the one who got the 15 fantasy points. So um, and this scary Case Keenum only got 6.6. So it's not the situation that you're really going for when it comes um, to starting quarterbacks. As far as Amir Abdullah, hot and cold all season long. And I know it says it's a good matchup, but really that's inflated by two running backs who had a good game, which is Jordan Howard and Leonard Fournette, not the same kind of caliber we're talking about. Both of those guys, uh, Howard got 26 fantasy points. Fournette got 30 fantasy points. The next guy, best guy was Kareem Hunt, but he only got 11 and that's Kareem Hunt. So, um, kind of not as as good of a matchup as you really think it is so i mean i'm okay with the flex but no more i mean i'm not benching a guy thinking he abdullah is going to have this phenomenal game detroit lions defense kind of just falls right there on the we have ranked 14th so maybe streaming potential um and obviously no tight ends because you don't play tight ends for detroit come on now i'm not even going to mention their names all right, on to even more depressing news, uh, the Denver Broncos, the Kansas City Chiefs. Mm. Mm. I think the Broncos are going to get destroyed this game. Just yep. just destroyed. Um, so what does that mean for you fantasy-wise? I think you can still start Demarius Thomas. Uh, he was only two for six for nine yards. I realize how bad that is. <laughs> <laughs> I realize that. But... He had an 81-yard play called back. So it, it should have been a much better day than his stats make it seem. Uh, he was coming off a bit of an injury. I think he's a little bit better this week uh, than he was. Again, in theory, his stats should have been better if that 81-yard play was not called back. So I think you can still start Demarius Thomas. Uh, Benny Fowler, he caught all of his high targets, but was only for 45 yards again. But the entire Broncos team imploded last week. So I'm not going to put any blame on Benny Fowler there. The Chiefs give up the most points to wide receivers, the absolute most. So this is why I'm saying you can definitely play Thomas. 
Fowler is my sleeper. I think both of them will bounce back in this week. So I think fantasy wise, you can play them because again, it is such a good matchup that someone's got to be able to do something right now for my running backs. Uh, I want to tell you to bench CJ Anderson. I want to tell you just to straight up bench him, but I don't know with six teams on by that you can actually do that. So what I'm going to temper in your expectations here, they just aren't giving him the ball enough. He, he only rushed 10 times last week uh, for 44 yeah. yards uh, and he only had two targets for 17. So he's just not getting the touches. The Broncos win when CJ Anderson gets 20 touches, but they are not giving him the 20 touches the last few weeks. They've been giving him around 10. And it's not like he's losing those touches to another running back because Jamal Starles only played 15 of 64 snaps. I mean, he only rushed four times for two yards. So it's not like he's taking those touches away from CJ Anderson. Uh, he did have four targets for 20 yards, but again, that's a different role than what CJ plays either. So it's really just they're completely going to the pass. The Chiefs get up the 13th fewest points to running backs. So it's it's an average matchup. But again, CJ is not average if he's not getting 20 targets. He's below average with 44 yards. So to me, you probably have to play him of temporary expectations. Expect anywhere from four to six points out of CJ this week. Um, unless they magically decide they're going to run the ball this week. Uh, but again, why would they when the best matchup is technically to receivers this week? Why would this be the week they change it? So I don't love CJ. I'm sorry. Just trying to temper your expectations there. Uh, AJ Derby's interesting because he was targeted seven times last week. So I think you might be able to see that same production this week, uh, just because that's somebody that Simeon does feel a little bit comfortable with. So you should have better options out there. But if you are desperate... You can consider him in PPR leagues only. Bench Emmanuel Sanders. He did not practice Wednesday. Uh, you know, the coach says that there's a chance that he will play this week, but I think it is very, very unlikely that he actually will. Uh, and being this is a Monday night game, this is too risky. Quarterback situation, you're not playing either of them. Paxton Lynch did return to practice uh, on Wednesday, so he technically can will be able to play. Simeon did not have a great game last week, as we said. He was 25 for 35. Um, 270 yards, no touchdowns, but did have an interception and lost a fumble. It was brutal. But at the end of the day, coach is saying that Trevor is still their guy. He says he's absolutely their quarterback. Now, how long we'll see they ride this line, we'll determine. But uh, he basically said he can't play well if he's not being protected. And I agree with them. He can't. But if you also can't protect him, then you shouldn't be throwing this much because he doesn't have time to throw the ball. But I don't see this changing this week because, again, the best matchup is truly to the wide receivers. So it's just bad all around for all the Bronco players. Mm. Yeah, what a bummer. All right, well, I got the Kansas City Chiefs. You can start Harrison Butker. Uh, he is a must-start, actually. He has eight or more fantasy points nope. in each of his outings, so go out there, see if he is available. Alex Smith has yet to score under 15 fantasy points, and he's yet to throw an interception. Uh, however, if it was going to be uh, a game where things were going to fall apart it would probably be against the denver broncos so watch out for that <laughs> uh the lack of touchdowns is sad but he's still a stud and has gone over a hundred um a hundred total yards in every game played i am of course talking about kareem hunt denver gives up the second fewest mm -hmm. fantasy points opposing running backs but don't tell them that 
they seem to have forgotten. Uh, Denver gives up the seventh fewest fantasy points as well to wide receivers. Um, you're starting Tyreek Hill no matter what, but you know Courtney's going to love this. He's been scoring a touchdown every other week, and this would be his off week. It's a bad mm. matchup. Um, I just, as Ashley would say, I will temper my expectations, and so should you. But it's also Friday Night Lights, and we know that he likes playing under that, so this is intriguing. Sleepers, the Kansas City defense, they really haven't been playing very well, but did you see Trevor Simeon and the Broncos play? <laughs> yeah. So feel pretty good about that. And uh, the bench, no one. Um, yeah. No one's like a fantasy consideration facing the Broncos if they're not already a stud, but there are a lot of studs on this team. So it's impressive. It's impressive. All right, you guys, that is week eight. Get them out of your lineups. Teams on by Arizona Cardinals, Green Bay Packers, Jacksonville Jaguars, Los Angeles Rams, New York Giants and Tennessee Titans. And don't forget, we're not done for the week. Make sure to uh, listen to our show on SiriusXM Fantasy Sports Radio from 9 to 11 Eastern on Saturday night. And you can chat with us on Twitter at HerFantasyFB. Until next time, no more faking it.